welcome to a podcast for Redefined Sisters. We are a discipling community of women flourishing in faith and redefined by the gospel. Our deepest desire is to equip women to be deeply rooted in the word of God and live in community with one another. Welcome back, ladies. Today, we are introing our garden series, which is going to be very fun. Jordan and I have done a lot of digging on this topic, so I think um, we'll just have a great conversation here today. But before we jump in, I have a fun question. So if you're having a picnic, what are your top favorite foods in your basket? So for me, this would be chocolate. I love chocolate, especially the Dove chocolate, some strawberries, and a veggie tray. You can't go wrong with a veggie tray. So um, Jordan, what about you? You can never go wrong with chocolate. That is one of my favorite things is chocolate. I also would love hummus with some pita bread and some veggies, and a fruit salad. That sounds really good. Yeah, I love pita bread. Um, I would say like a whole watermelon. You can cut it up and eat it right there. Yes. Well, ladies, welcome to the Garden Series. So over the next three weeks, we are going to have a beautiful conversation focused on the life of Jesus just a few hours before his death on the cross. So we will primarily walk through the Garden of Gethsemane with our Savior and the dialogue taking place with his disciples. And Gethsemane means oil press. So this is a garden located across the Kidron Valley at the foot of the Mount of Olives. And um, we did a little more digging in this, and it suggests the commentator wrote that it was a grove of olive trees, which was located in an olive press. That's so cool. And just to, I love learning about the history of that place. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was definitely really interesting. So we're going to share this link in the show notes, but this is a source that I was looking at. And so let me, okay. So it talks about the location. So though the exact location of Gethsemane cannot be determined with certainty. Armenian, Greek, Latin, and Russian churches have accepted an olive grove on the western slope of the Mount of Olives as the authentic site, which was regarded by the Empress St. Helena, mother of Constantine the Great, the first Christian emperor. So this is like early 4th century. So ancient tradition locates the scene of the Gethsemane prayer and betrayal of Jesus at a place now called the Grotto of the Agony near a bridge that crosses the Kidron Valley. So it's just very interesting. And it says that another possible location south of this site in a garden containing old olive trees um, is a Latin church erected by Franciscan monks on the ruins of fourth century church. So there's a lot of history here. So I just thought it was fun to note and just to give us a better background of um, where the setting is taking place. Yeah, that's so interesting. There's so much behind it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you wouldn't know that unless you really like kind of dig into it and um, study study it a little bit more. So yeah, it's it's been great walking through the Gospels. 
It really has been seeing all the different books. It's, it's honestly been, there's so much behind it. Yeah. And Jordan, I have to say it was so fun having you work on Matthew and Mark because we both came away with a different perspective since my focus was on Luke and John. And that's just what these gospels offer is a different lens. And it was great just working through this together. I agree. I loved seeing how our different perspectives combined into this series. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. So in Luke, we see that this was a familiar route with his disciples. So I'm going to read in Luke 22, 39. And it also talks about this in John, but I'm not going to go there um, in our intro episode because I want to wait until we study Luke and John together. So Luke 22, verse 39. And he came out and proceeded, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples also followed him. So, and remember, this was actually during the middle of the night, right? And so the arrival of Judas, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. And for that, I will read... Mark chapter 14, verse 43. And immediately while he was speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Yeah. So th- honestly, this would be just really intimidating. Like Jesus was teaching in the synagogue and they knew him. But obviously, this was to fill, fulfill the scriptures that he was to die on the cross and um, rise again. And it would be hard just when this all comes to fruition and Jesus knows and anticipates what is about to happen. Yeah, that had to be extremely intimidating, even though he knew it was going to happen. And that's the crazy part is that he knew. Yeah, he knew and he went to the cross because he loved us and he was obedient to the Father's will. And, you know, that's one of the things we're going to focus on is obedience to the Father's will. In this series, it's not always easy, but it is worth it. You know, in light of eternity, it is worth it. Maybe not in the here and now always, but um, in light of eternity. Yes. So ladies, grab your Bible and journal, pour a cup of coffee or tea, and join us as we rediscover important truths from each of the gospel accounts in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I, Emily, your host, will be joined by two of my friends, Jordan Mills. You know her as one of our lovely leaders. Hi, ladies. And Aza Bird, she is a friend and Redefined member in our community. Hi. So you might know her from our last episode. She joined us Easter edition last week. So be sure to go back and listen to the episode if you missed it. We are just so thankful for you and your gracious support of this ministry and podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Okay, friends. So now that we've kind of got started on this um, intro episode, I want to talk about just a common theme in these gospels. So prayer and obedience, Jesus prayed and encouraged his disciples to stay alert and remain fervent in prayer. And I don't know about you, but this is in the middle of the night. So I'm going to go on a limb and say, I, I wouldn't be the most engaged. I would be falling asleep too. (laughs) So, um, He also asked the father to remove this cup, referring to the agonizing experience he was about to enter into out of love and obedience for the father. So one commentator wrote that the cup is a figurative way 
to describe that which was allotted to a person. So the expression was a reminder of the Passover supper already passed and of the crucifixion, crucifixion death still to come. So Jesus truly experienced the same emotions and feelings we do when we walk through suffering and pain, yet he was without sin. So be sure to tune in next week with us as we walk through the similarities and differences in Matthew and Mark. And so before we end our conversation, let's each share how our study through the Gospels has impacted our walk with Christ. So for me personally, it has shown me how much I am incredibly loved and that any struggle I face in this life is a worship problem, right? Am I truly resting in the gospel or am I allowing myself to be discipled by something or someone else? So Jordan knows this, but I love She Works His Way. I just, the ministry that they have, and I know that they talked about this on one of their podcast episodes that we are all being discipled by something or someone, whether good or bad. And so my prayer is that my identity would be firmly rooted in the love and grace of Christ this Easter season and always. So what about you, Jordan? Reading all four of them and taking a different look at them has really impacted me in the way that I view my walk in general? Am I being lukewarm in some areas or am I going all in? Because the way that Jesus taught how to live our lives through him and trust in him, it's making me ask myself, where do I need to let him take that control permanently? And it was just amazing to see like that, the ways that it opened my eyes and just reading the different verses and the different chapters and the different books, I mean. Yeah, that's so good. Um, control is really hard. <laughs> we, we try to be in control a lot, but just recognizing that God is in control, right? It's There's a lot of freedom there if we submit that control to him and um, live in accordance to its will. So that's just hard. It's a hard idol to overcome. It really is. And reading it and feeling the conviction of it helps like knowing that he's convicting you of needing to let go of something and trying to make yourself be completely ready for that. I think it's all about surrender. And that just goes back to our word um, that we um, kind of talked about at the beginning of this year that we um, just identified as what God was um, going to use to just lead us this year and just really provide the direction for this ministry. So just surrendering everything back to him and living in obedience to him. I love yeah. Bringing that word up to us, like every series that we do, there's some sort of surrendering that he's bringing forth to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> He's definitely making it known that that's our word for the year. Yeah, and that's really cool. I I love that. Yeah, I think that, you know, he, he is the one leading this ministry. And so we just kind of submit to him and surrender to him. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's good. What about you, Aza? We'd love to hear what God has shown you through your study, through these gospels, and how it has impacted your walk with Christ. Um, so I, I'm in uh, New Testament this semester, mm -hmm. and we talked about how, how different all the Gospels are, but they share the same message. Yeah. So I think that applies to us as 
Christians because we're all we are all brought up differently. Um, we've all had different experiences with our faith, but we still all believe in the same thing. So I just think that's really cool. Thank you so much, ladies, for tuning in this week. And we will be back next week diving into Matthew and Mark. And um, we hope you've just kind of enjoyed a little bit more of the history behind the Garden of Gethsemane. And we will link that our kind of our source that we used for our conversation today, we will link that in the show notes. So you have that and you can go and do some more digging for yourself. Um, Personally, I love to to dig deep in scripture and pull in other sources to help me really understand what I'm setting in the context behind what is, what is the focus that the author focuses on. And then, you know, it allows you to kind of partner with the spirit and gleaning some application that you can use that will um, impact your everyday life. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Bye ladies. Thank y'all for listening. Bye. Bye. listening. To continue the conversation with us, join our free membership community at www.facebook.com slash groups slash redefined sisters, or you can email us at redefined sisters at gmail.com. We cannot wait to connect with you.